0: Hey, this is Greg Knapp. How you doing? Coming up today on the podcast, what would you do if it was impossible to fail? And part two is an interview with Eric Weinmeier. Now, he's blind, and he has kayaked the Grand Canyon. Yikes. I guess my excuses don't sound as convincing anymore.
1: Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose.
0: Live your passion. Let's go. You can't do it. It's impossible. Can't be done. There's just no way. Dude, you're wasting your time. You ever said that to yourself? Well, when you say that, your brain doesn't even try and come up with options anymore. It just shuts down. It says... Well, gee, I guess I don't need to think about how to make that happen. I'll just move on to trying to figure out the next thing they should stuff in our pizza crust. Did you know they stuffed one with hot dogs? Okay, maybe that's just my brain, and maybe just my brain has a weird-sounding guy talking like that in it, but have you ever said those kind of things to yourself? See, to believe a thing is impossible. is to make it so. That's a French proverb, and everyone knows. The French are well-known for their proverbs. That's croissants. Okay, close enough. See, if you believe it cannot be done, you will never do it. In fact, you will never even try to do it. Mmm, do or do not. There is no try. That's my Yoda voice. So, but what if? I mean, what if you assume it is possible? What happens then? Then I could start putting chicken and waffles in my pizza crust. Uh, Greg, what is this obsession you have with food today? Hey, sorry, man. I haven't had any lunch yet and it's getting late. What happens when you start assuming it's possible, you start imagining how it could be done. See, now your brain starts a new kind of thinking. Now we're getting innovative, inventive, creative, productive. We're starting a whole new thought process simply because we're imagining that we could do it. Hey, What if you could create a self-driving flying car with a bed that massages you and cooks your favorite food? Greg, enough with the food already. Sorry. So you've asked your brain to find a solution, and now it's working on it. Hey, do you remember the Apollo 13 space mission? They made a movie about it, remember? After the fire and oxygen problems, imagine if the astronauts and the engineers had said, Man, there's no way we're fixing that. No, that would not be good for the people in the actual spacecraft. So instead, they said, failure is not an option. Remember? Tom Hanks' character said that. Oh, wait, it was another guy. Failure is not an option. And so they figured out a way. I love what Nelson Mandela said about it. It always seems impossible until it's done. It's true, right? Man can't fly. Then the Wright brothers did it right? We can't go to the moon, then America did it. It always seems impossible until it's done. All right, here's another crazy story about the space program. Now, lots of people thought this whole idea of going to the moon and back, impossible. Well, I'm lucky enough to know Dr. Harold Finch. Now, he played a key role as a project director for the Apollo spacecraft program, and he was trying to figure out, how do I keep the astronauts safe from the dangers of the heat And the dangers of the cold in space, right? There was heat and cold. So it wasn't just coming back into the atmosphere that was hot. And we had to come up with a way to handle that. There was also the heat and the cold extremes in space. So Dr. Finch concentrated on the problem of that. And he came up with all kinds of ideas. None of them worked. He was working on this for a long time. So one day he said, I got to take a break. And he goes to eat some great kansas city barbecue he's from kansas city and while he's getting ready to eat he came up with the solution to the heat and cold problem in space the idea just popped into his head and by popped i mean after working on it for weeks after getting engineering degrees first and after being a super smart dude who worked on this problem it just popped into his head but it was Something that just popped into his head and it was brilliant in its simplicity and it's still being used in space today. Here's what happened. As Harold was waiting on his lunch, he started to take a look at the chicken being cooked and it was being cooked on a rotisserie. And of course, that means the chicken is constantly being rotated over this source of heat. Hey, didn't that keep the chicken from being burned on one side and uncooked on the other? Could we rotate our spacecraft so it would create an even temperature on all sides? And wouldn't that protect the spacecraft and the astronauts? Yes. The barbecue roll was born. That's what they call it. Initiate barbecue roll. You can actually hear that in that movie about Apollo 13. Greg, that's called Apollo 13. Okay. Sorry. And guess what? It's still being used in space today. So, Is there anything recently that caused you to say, impossible, can't be done? Maybe it's a potential customer you don't think you can land or a new business venture. Now, you really want to try this, but you don't see how you can possibly make it work. Or how about creating a lasting relationship with someone you might want to spend the rest of your life with? Maybe it's just buying a new house. Maybe it's taking on that new project. So here's the question. What would happen if you assume it's possible? Say failure is not an option, and then start some imaginative thinking on how you could start doing it. Vince Lombardi had a great one. He said, we would accomplish many more things if we did not think of them as impossible. See, you start asking the right questions, you might be shocked by the answers your brain comes up with. I'd love for you to email me those kind of questions and answers. Greg at GregoryBKnapp.com, by the way. And Charles Kettering said this, believe and act as if it were impossible to fail. On to part two. Hey, because you listen to the podcast, I want to give you my book, Go, for free. Just go to GregoryBKnapp.com slash go free. It's in the show notes as well. GregoryBKnapp.com slash go free. Okay, in part two of the podcast, I'm going to interview a guy who lives this out as if there is no impossible. And his name is Eric Weinmeier. Now, he's written the book, No Barriers, A Blind Man's Journey to Kayak the Grand Canyon. Dude is blind and he's kayaked the Grand Canyon. I know people that are sitting on their couch wanting to go to the Grand Canyon and have no excuses. So Eric Weinmeier joining me now on the podcast. Let me start with this. You've climbed Mount Everest. You've kayaked the Grand Canyon. You've been all over the world. You adopted a son from Nepal. I mean, just as I'm reading through this thing, I'm like, what what have you not done? And it made me think, okay, what motivates you to do this stuff? What what gets you up to say,
1: I'm going to do stuff that most people never dream of doing? I went blind when I was 13 years old. Uh, and I remember getting led into school that first time and sitting in the cafeteria, you know, listening to all the laughter and food fights and jokes passing me by. And I was I was afraid that I was going to be shoved to the sidelines. You know, I was going to be listening to life go by. And I think there's kind of fear no matter how you slice it. You know, there's a the fear of just sitting there on the sidelines and, like, not living. And then there's the fear of reaching and trying things. And, you know, so there's fear either way. But I figure might as well go with the fear that leads you somewhere. Yeah, I love that. I, I, you know, I've
0: said something similar before, Eric, that there people say, well, that's too risky. I think there's just as much risk in not doing things. Right. Because you're you're risking a life
1: that at the end of you're like, uh, that wasn't so great. That's a risk, too. Yeah. And one of the fun parts of writing No Barriers and living the last 16 years after Everest has been meeting these amazing people uh, like soldiers who have come back from the different conflicts and just been shattered and isolated, and they're trying to figure out um, where to go with their lives, and they're kind of in these dark places, and they don't know how to climb their way out. And, you know, in in a way, that's pretty scary, too, for them, even though it's comfortable. So it's scary to kind of figure out how to step out and, and get back into the thick of life.
0: Yeah, and that's awesome that you're helping people who are going through those difficult times, too, because, you know, you can relate in such a great way. The book's called No Barriers. Hey, here's the thing that I always think when I read these really cool books. Like, man, I'd like to do some of that stuff. How do you, how do you pay for it? I mean, you know, because I'm thinking, I got to work. I only get two weeks off vacation. Yeah. I mean, how can I, how did you end up paying for some of this stuff? How do you do it?
1: Well, uh, you know, so we're in a lot of like fear right now and a lot of turmoil and conflict and everything we hear, but. For me, America was a great place because I was a teacher for six years, and I could have taught forever. I loved teaching middle school. And then I felt like I could make a life in the mountains as a blind person. And I left teaching. That was in 1997. It wasn't something that a venture capitalist would have probably, you know, invested in or anything. But I've made a life as a blind adventurer for the last 20 years. And I get sponsorships from great organizations, say, like the National Federation of the Blind, which was uh, is an organization of about fifty thousand blind people advocating for education and Braille literacy and employment for blind people. Essentially, to get me to the summit of Everest, it was blind people doing car washes and bake sales to uh, get me up there. So that's I was awesome. standing on the shoulders of lots of great people, and you know, so that's where that's where America needs a little more, a little more credit and a little more love. You know, it's a great place, and uh, not too many places in the world could a blind guy. Kayak the Grand Canyon and climb Mount Everest.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think it's awesome. And and all those people that supported you that felt like they were part of it and right with you every step of the way. And I think that is uplifting to them as well. Everybody benefits. It's fantastic. And they did it um, voluntarily. Nobody made them do it. Uh, you know, I, I love all of that. It's awesome. Eric Weinmayer, No Barriers is the book. So tell me this. And for people who haven't read this book yet, how does a blind person – kayak a river i mean how do you know where to go and and and, you know when to turn and all that kind of stuff
1: (laughs) so learning how to kayak blind is messy uh it's 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 uh there's some blood involved and uh i think a lot of the things that we pursue big things there's some blood uh, uh metaphorical blood involved and uh so learning the system was uh, it took me six years to be able to kayak the Grand Canyon. It wasn't like I just hopped in there and started kayaking. Right. Uh, and so I have a person behind me who's yelling out very specific directions uh, via these communication devices. They're Bluetooth. They work through Bluetooth, and they're in relative real time. You know, before radios, we had, it, you know, the the delay was like five, uh, half a second, and that's an eternity in a rapid. You're already you're already upside down in a half a second. So, right. Anyway, that's a really cool system is that even though I'm solo kayaking in my own boat, I have an amazing team communicating with me. That's really cool. No Barriers is the book. How
0: can people break through the barriers that they see in their own lives, even if they're not? Sometimes I think we put up our own barriers. Sometimes there are real barriers up. But Eric, how how do people break through those barriers?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the cool thing about the movement that we've been growing, this this movement of No Barriers is that we're all the glue that ties us together is our barriers. You know what I mean? When I say challenges, like we're all challenged, right? I mean, we all have fears and anxieties and we all have, we feel lost sometimes, you know, uh, people have, have trauma that they can't, you know, that it's like a sort of a scar in their mind that they can't get through. So yeah, we're all, we're all there. And, and I think what we teach at at No Barriers, a lot of our programs is that people spend way too much time reacting and responding and reeling and responding to fear and all the stuff that 's out there when they really need to turn inward and say, "What do I have inside me that I can grow and nurture and bring forth into the world you know and so it 's a counterintuitive thing that we try to teach people that i 've tried to rely on throughout my journeys
0: very cool. well, I love the book. I love your spirit and everything that you 've done and you are doing and helping others, not just you know out there trying to mount the next big challenge, but you're helping other people break through their barriers, and hit their challenges. And, hey, we wish you all the best, Eric. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Cool, and I hope everyone enjoys the book.
0: Thank you. Absolutely will. I want to give you a free gift just for listening to the podcast. It's my book, Go. So just go to GregoryBNapp.com slash gofree. The link is in the show notes, too. Man, that is awesome stuff. So when you're thinking it's impossible, how do you get your mind back on the right track? What would happen if it was possible? What would you have to do? Who would you have to meet? What plan would you have to come up to in order to make it happen? How can I help you? What questions can I answer for you? You can email me that at greg at gregorybnapp.com or you can make a voice memo with your phone and then email that to me. Then I could actually put your voice in the podcast. Awesome. So please subscribe rate us, write a review, tell your friend about the podcast. Thanks for being a part of building this thing. Let's go.